Guys, make sure to stop in the Solace Meds. They've got four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. When you stop into any of those locations, make sure to drop the code DNVR20 when you're at checkout. First of all, you'll get 20% off. And if you're at the Wheat Ridge location, you'll get a free Solace bar or King Cone. Secondly, when you just mentioned DNVR, they treat you like a VIP at Solace Mets. So stop in there today. Uh, any of their four locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar, drop the code DNVR20 for 20% off. They've got tons of other deals, deals going on throughout the month of July as well. All Wana, 25% off. All Green Dot Concentrates, 20% off. All open cured resin cartridges, 20% off. Tons and tons of other deals as well. Uh, so stop in there today. Solace Meds. That's right. The switcheroo. This, oh, this is Monday mailbag, casual yeah, Friday. Ever. <laughs> we're starting things casual right from the start. You can't do this on a Monday. You can't bring Friday vibes to a Monday. What are you this doing? is like... Dad on a cruise ship vibes, man. Oh my goodness, you're feeling this, huh, Dev? This is this is my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> what is, is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNBR Nuggets podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You're gonna want to use that promo code DNBR when you sign up because when you do, Dev gives you all these winners. You make all kinds of money. And uh, you can also listen to the Bet Show and get advice from Andre and, and Eric this week. That's who right. are telling you to take the over, no matter how high they put the home run dude retobel. Eric is going to take the over. Well, no. Here's the thing: is that they have set the uh, the home run derby total to an irresponsibly low number in the uh, odds books. It is. And it's boosted to plus four twenty. I didn't see that odds boost. You guys kept saying this. I couldn't it's find there. it. No, it's I don't, there. I don't. Well, you need to go to odds boost specifically. I go went to, to odds boost. boost specifically. Never mind. We can argue about this all day. Uh, we do have a great show for you guys today, despite the way Eric has started things off by telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> and uh, what we've got is a Monday mailbag. We got some good questions. We're going to get to here in segment one a little bit later. Harrison Wind is going to be joining us as we speak. Harrison Wind is. Oh, you already found it. Right, I don't. It's under I, odds boost. It's the third one down. I looked at that. I, I'm telling you, I had a MLB different. I'm, I'm gonna. When you're doing ad reads, I'm gonna pull it up and I'm gonna make this bet if I can find it. Um, but can, can uh, in segment a, can two, I make a three, bet as to whether you're able to find it? <laughs> you can it? make that bet. Yes. <laughs> uh, in segment two, guys, and and three, the Nuggets brought in some prospects today that are very interesting, and they're interesting because they are guys that I think are very realistic for Denver to take. And uh, and they're also different. So we're going to talk about them. They actually brought in six guys, three of whom, two of whom are probably could go at 26, one of whom could go in the second round if Denver does end up picking up a second rounder, as they're known to do. Um, and then the other guys are maybe G League guys. There's some intrigue there. Harrison's going to be talking to all of them and joining us a little bit later. Um, but first, guys, I don't know if you realize this, Dev. I know Eric does because I was talking to him about it over the weekend, but I don't know if you realize this. We went through this like limbo period. I would say we were in NBA purgatory where the Nuggets were out, the NBA still going on, and it still is. The final still going on. But we are only two and a half weeks away from the NBA draft. Two and a half yeah. weeks. That's wild. That, that's got- a good time because I know in the past when it's these type of times, you're like, what are we going to do? Baseball again? But this <laughs> this year was like a little bit different and, and off. And also it's still going on. So I like it. I like it. But the thing is, is like, so this weekend, and really when I say this weekend, I mean yesterday, 
I, I'm starting to look down. I see the Nuggets have all these prospects coming in. And usually as we've been doing these, this prospecting, you know, one or two players a week, as we've been doing these, it's been like, okay, I'm going to put an hour or less into the work here. I'm going to like watch the scouting videos, take some notes and try to get a feel like internalize these guys on a very surface level. Now that we're only two weeks away, you start to zero in on some guys. And that's why I'm excited for today because um, it's so close. And the guys that they're starting to bring in and we're starting to talk about are realistic guys that, that you know. So I, I feel like I had a lot of fun yesterday diving into the film, more so than I have previously, because it's like, hey, now it's starting to get a little bit more real and get a little bit more close. To give you some dates and deadlines, this week, Will Barton has to decide whether he's opting in or opting out. We're going to find out by the end of the week. I believe Saturday is the deadline. We're gonna we're gonna know the answer to that, Eric. That, I mean that's a that's a tough spot, especially uh he he's still in Denver. He he's a baseball player now. He is a baseball player. Oh, he's a softball player. Softball player. Softball, softball or hardball or something. He's a celebrity like and a softball player. So we is that Will Barton is a celebrity? Everybody knows that <laughs> he is definitely a celebrity. Is he? Do you guys know? Is that game airing tonight? Because it already happened. I don't right? think they air it. I don't think it's ever. Aired. Oh, it never even gets aired. It's just. It's like secret. one of those things that there's like there's like a red carpet. No, it gets aired there. after the home run derby. Oh, it does. Eric, okay. give us misinformation here, man. Thank you, Kale, for putting the record straight. But here's the thing. So they already played it because I know some one of the questions we got today was like, "How does he do?" I already know. Mike Singer filmed it. He legally streamed this on Twitter. Mike Singer what? did. I know. And Will Barton hit like uh, a you know like a base hit. Tried to turn it into a triple. <laughs> and then he got tagged out. It was the funniest play I've ever. It was like when you're playing like drunk softball with friends and nobody wants a single. You only want home runs. Dude. Whether the, it was an in infield home don't, run attempt. Don't you feel like he is uh, obligated as Will Barton the third to try to stretch stretch everything Ooh. into a triple? Well done, <laughs> very good job. <laughs> I think you were. No? I think you were right with that. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but I was glad to see Will Barton out there, and that'll be an interesting week for, for that. And then after that, you got Jermichael, Jermichael Green's decision. The draft, as I mentioned, two and a half weeks away. Free agency, just three weeks away. And Summer League, guys, Summer League. It doesn't it sound like that's a thing that's you know off in the horizon. Four weeks away. Summer League, exactly four weeks away, they'll be playing Denver Nuggets basketball games. Yeah, I guess if you think about it, we are in the summer. <laughs> that's a good point summer league happens in the summer i hadn't really put that together myself it seems like irresponsible that there would be basketball happening so quickly uh if not for anything just for my psyche but you know let's go i'm curious if the team will put be assembled differently this year because the team has a g league like i just wonder if that's going to be a thing that they focus on a, a little bit differently but that'll be a fun thing in and of itself now yes. looking at the assembly of the summer league team like okay we know the main guys but who are the other guys I'm just at least at least a little bit excited about that. I can't. Yeah, I think it actually matters this year. Is the mm -hmm. thing. Like, I think that in in years previous, it was just kind of like a, we have guys and we're going to try to help them out. And Nuggets have been a team that has helped people out. Now they have to actually take a Feel real look at it. Like this is our real job. This is like we have to bring <laughs> guys in for us. Um, so it makes it uh, completely different. I think that the pressure is on. It's um, true. I can't wait to see a, a prospect and be like. Oh my gosh, this guy's gold. And you're like, you think we should sign him? I'd be like, no, for our G League team, the gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So dumb. So dumb. Uh, Why, that... Listen, you set the precedent with that goddamn dad <laughs> energy interest song. I got to bring some dad jokes. Uh, another thing that happened this weekend, Eric and I got real drunk at the DNVR bar. That was yeah, a thing yeah. that happened. Where were you, Dev? See, I, I told you guys I had just moved. I had things to get situated. All right. <laughs> Like what? Like a, oh, like, like, a, like, a, like what? Like a, a mini uh, arcade 
a box uh, or a, a, a <laughs> I see photo that, yeah. of the uh, skyline of Denver, something like that? It's starting to come along. Oh, uh, let's go. <laughs> I went to uh, Hobby Lobby. What? <laughs> Hobby Lobby. Oh, my. I, I wish I could see that. We need to get a super producer Kale with a camera at to follow what? you when you're doing at Hobby Lobby. Dev at Hobby Lobby. MTV Cribs? MTV oh Cribs. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> um. So, um, but honestly, in all sincerity, this weekend, you know, the DMVR bar had been a little bit regular, I would say, over the last month or so since the Abs and Nuggets ended. We had a nice watch party this weekend for the UFC, and my God, was it a 10 out of 10 experience. That was a lot of fun. Packed. People were into it. It just was a great vibe. And, you know, the, the main fight, you know, um, wasn't yeah. so great, but it was it was still a, a great time at the bar. So we'll definitely be doing that again. Also, nice. that happened this weekend. Nigeria beat Team USA. <laughs> The USA broke a streak of 39 consecutive get wins, no matter exhibition or, or regular counting games. Dev, what the hell do you make of this? Nigeria. It's not like we're talking. Do you remember 10 years ago, US beat Nigeria by 50? Oh, I'm never going to forget that. If Me you guys either. Before, uh, Michael Blackson had like a, a skit where he's just upset of every single player that was in that game. It's one of my favorite skits of all time. <laughs> but also, I don't believe that people are making it seem like it's nothing now. Like, they beat that team by 50 before. They came in as a 30-point favorite, and they lost. That's yeah. something to actually something. take a look at. That, that, And it also shows you, not to say that, like, the rest of the world is not getting more serious about it or getting better because there is a lot of NBA players on those teams. Exactly. So, I'm, so I'm not sure but, uh, but also, just a, a 100% panderer. But uh, – <laughs> But also, it's just like to show, like, they're not taking it serious right now. So maybe yeah. this is like a wake-up call that they really did need. Yeah. To, to me, to me, first off, like, I watched highlights of the game. I mourned the loss of Kevin Durant's soul when Precious Achua stole wow. it from him with that block. That was wild, yeah. Um, so RIP uh, KD's soul. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but also, yes, like, this is a that type of thing where it's like – you idiots like you can't just put on the uniform and then suddenly you're good you actually have to play as a team and you have to figure out how to actually work together um i'm glad they lost like i like it when um hubris is punished so good like you can't just roll in the, the rest of the world cares about basketball they the rest of the world is full of nba caliber uh you know basketball players many I of still, whom are I on the nigerian it. team I don't, I don't, I don't hate it at all. Like I like it. Like I like, I like it when people get, uh, when people get humbled. So, well, you know, like wake up USA. If you well, I like it USA. when they get humbled by one Caleb Agata, who honestly, we, we have learned his name actually means legend in Hebrew might oh, just be a, gosh. I think actually probably just a coincidence the way like bull bull's name means pain, pain, <laughs> like <laughs> Serbian or whatever, but nonetheless, we're going to, we're going to run with it. Um, but he was actually fantastic. I mean, honestly, honestly, God, he had 17 points. He scored as many points as Kevin Durant. I think maybe even, yeah, I think the same amount. And he had some nice plays in there. He looked like he belonged. So made me only more excited for him to be on the summer league team. Uh, tonight, gold. U.S. has Australia. I might tune in. I might see if now you lose one game and it's like, whatever. Like you said, wake up, call this or that. You lose two or you have a close one. It's like, hey, does this team suck? Should they have not brought on uh, Darius Garland? <laughs> like maybe they should have like actually put some defenders on this roster. So that'll be interesting. Um, but we got to get to the mailbag, guys. Do we have our mailbag graphic, Kale? We are. It is mailbag Monday. Bill Bull Bull is indeed pain, pain. That's right. That was 
that was actually a, a very accurate name. So maybe Caleb Agato will be the legend. Um, today, Mailbag Monday, as we always do on Mondays, you guys send us in your questions and we're going to answer them. You let you guys stare the conversation, at least in this first segment. And Kale, what do we have for our first question for Mailbag Monday? We got it from Jesse Hartman. Does oh Bolt? Does we have Bolt our Bolt. graphics here? Well, do you see this graphic I made, man? I mean, it's incredible. Just the composition, the layout, the well, Fibonacci sequence. Is that what it is? I, like you can see uh, everything here. The golden ratio. The golden <laughs> ratio. I don't love that you uh, positioned the my mailbag underneath the DraftKings code, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I did. We, we that, can't that's, win everything. That's superimposed on. I didn't factor that in. That was that was an oversight that's, on my that's, part. That's that's uh, called rookie, that's called a rookie move. <laughs> um, but can we bring it back up? Because I did not internalize that question. <laughs> Jesse Hartman asked, "Does Bull Bull and the and pick number twenty six in the first round move the Nuggets up in the first round at all? And if so, are there any prospects worth reaching for?" Um, Dev, I'll let you start with this one. Bull Bull and twenty six. How far up does that move you? Absolutely not. You're not going to move all the way up. Like you're saying someone that has not shown anything in the league thus far in the 26 pick, like people don't want that that badly in a pretty good uh, draft. So I don't think that it moves you a lot until Bobo proves that he's an NBA player then they're not going to want to move him with the 26 pick. So it's a, it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, Yeah. They're like, they're like, so I know you have the 15th pick. What if we gave you instead the 26th pick and a guy we're going to cut? <laughs> it's and a guy who's owed money, by the way. He's like on an actual contract. So it really is like when when you've got a buddy, he owes you you know some money. And he's like, hey, look, man, I can't pay it all back. But what I have is uh, a gift card to the Olive Garden. It's, go- yeah, like, Dude, it's not full. I'm- I did use it. I don't yeah. know how much is left. It's less than one meal's worth. It's like $8. <laughs> so like, we'll, we'll just knock that $8 off the total. And you're like, bro, this is actually a burden to me. Now I have a card I don't know what to do with. Um, so yeah, that's what Bull Bull, unfortunately, does not. I don't even think moves you up to 25, 24. Like, it, it literally, I think, has no value. Yeah. Now, he does have value, I think. As a second round, I would not be surprised if he was traded for the 50th pick or something like that, straight, you know, equal deal or something like that. Like, I could see something of that nature happening, but not um, not Dude, to move up in the first. The only, the only way to describe the plight of Bull Bull here in Denver is to say it's just nothing but pain, pain. He's not, bringing, <laughs> he's not giving us anything. Sad as it may be. And honestly, you know, I haven't gone through every prospect yet. We got two weeks to the draft. Uh, we will have, our, by the way, our live draft show that's always always a banger. It's going to be a great time. So you're going to want to tune into that for your draft coverage. Actually, come down to the bar. We'll be playing it over the speakers and everything. So it'll be a real – this year is going to be even better than last year. Um, and by the two-week mark, we will have, obviously, everybody there. But right now, I couldn't tell you everybody that's projected to go 15, 16, 17, all that. You know, just the guys, basically, that we've gone over, three of which we'll go over today. Um, all right, what's the next question we got, Kale? Kills, there he is. All right. Flow ask at 26 from Friday. That's right. At 26, do you pick strictly on talent or could you pass on someone who would be redundant on the team? What do you think here, Eric? I think that the Nuggets are in a place where they need to just simply get best player available from here on out forevermore. They are just constantly when you have when you have your core intact, uh, you don't try to then fill in the gaps with rookies. You just try to get the best player you keep the cupboard stocked and then you see what shall come down the road so um i it would be foolish for them to be like all right well we need this kind of player let's see if a 19 year old kid can be that guy yeah 
I think that the Nuggets have been like they're in a beautiful spot for the last couple of years now where they're going for best talent available because they have young players on their team that's not even getting to play yet. Yes. We just talked about Bo Bowl in our last um, one like decision, and he hasn't even been able to play yet. So you go after best available because you already have a team. You already have that core. Guys. You're going to just bring a guy in that's going to get better. And finally, there's a G League team that they could actually get better with. So Nuggets are in uh, like they're primed like for the future. It's it's great spot to be. Doesn't this feel like oddly luxurious that we like have we have a G League team now? Like we can think we're like what? It's our G League team. We're not just going to send it to whatever G League squad like has an open roster spot. Like I don't know what to do with myself. It seems unreal. Oh, I'm so ex- I'm telling you, I'm so excited for Tim Conley to get to select an entire G League team. I'm just like I, they're all going to be winners. I can't wait to like totally talk myself into the seventh guy, the second guy off the bench for the 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 Grand Rapids Gold. It's going to be I'm going to watch so much Grand Rapids Gold. <laughs> Me too. It's, I'm very excited for it. If you if you look at the Nuggets like um G League players that they've had in the past, which is not a lot, whenever they have them, they stand out. Like they play yeah. really well in the G League and it gives you something to be excited about. We were excited about Bobo when he was in the G League. Monte yeah. Morris destroyed in the G League. Yeah. Like you have these players that we're excited to see. PJ Dozier was really good. Yeah. So now we're going to be able to see a real team okay. and actually be able to follow that team. So I see I'm going backwards a little bit here, but Drew asks, you know, talking of Bobo, he's still young enough. He gets the reps in the G League. Um, you know, uh, the comment just changed here. But then, and then he says something like, yeah, but he's – uh, he's still young, and if he gets enough reps in the G Leagues, he might be able to adapt to the NBA. Here's the thing about that. He's got one more year with Denver. So the whole point is, like, Denver could make him into a great player, and then he'd be gone. So it's how much do you invest into what's going to pay it off. And, you know, when they got him two years ago, the hope was by now he would be a piece and he would actually be contributing. But now, to me, he looks like a project and one that, by even if it works out, he'll be ready just in time to leave Denver. So – um, not a lot of hope there. As for, also, go ahead. It's also like, what is his value at this moment? If we're talking about yeah, trading right. him, yeah. like, people aren't like, oh man. So you're telling me I can get a guy that was formally drafted very late in the second round, and I can <laughs> yeah. use, I can, I can get him, and all I have to do is give you my superior first round pick and get your lesser first round pick, right? And I could maybe develop him in the future. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. There's never no value. No value. Um. Well, oh, as for fit, the only fit question that I think matters for Denver is, does he fit with Jokic and Murray? Because everything else is going to be very fluid. Even, I mean, Michael Porter, I think, will eventually, and maybe as early as this summer when they offer him a max extension, solidify himself as that piece, and then you start thinking about those three guys. But I, I think with fit, that's the only thing you're you're asking is, like, does he fit the culture and does he fit with those guys? And most guys do, but maybe there's a player that really doesn't, and you say, okay, we got to pass on that guy. But other than that, upside don't worry about what position has vacancies because by the time any of these guys are ready to play the team will look completely different all right let's go to the next one we got to kind of hurry here so i want to get into these prospects because they're so fascinating from coming from the discord the dnvr member here sweet baby ray with the orlando job filled how likely is it that wes unsell jr ends up in washington it's a really good question dev what do you think i think that is really likely now especially with all the other um vacancies like now like no, like no longer be in there. And also like, there's just already been a trail like for him to be there. And he already has his dad and that whole fit. Um, I think that is going to be like great for him to, to try to make his own name in, in this city that his dad is known in um, very tough spot to be in with R- Russell Westbrook and, and Bradley Bill and have, having to go with that. But 
I do think that that he is going to be the the coach. Mm. What do you think, Eric? No clue. I mean, it seems like I mean, it seems like it makes sense. Who knows what goes into these decisions? Like, right. who knows how he interviews? Who knows how? I mean, a lot of guys are like ready and people. I, I suppose you should say a, a lot of candidates are qualified and are ready, and you just don't know how it goes with. Anytime you do any kind of hiring anywhere for any job, like I know, once the door closes, like the conversation happened, like like it was weird. It can, you said it, that, like whatever. And it can, and sometimes we see this where guys get interviews and they're like up, they're like, oh man, this guy looks really great, and then for some reason they keep not getting the job, and then later you find out there's something to it. I think the most recent example of this um, was Bjorkren who ended up getting the job. And I remember them saying they never asked him about like relationships and that's why he got, but it sounds like everybody else that ever asked him or like got to know him as a personal guy is like, yeah, he does not have the temperament for a head coach. He's kind of a dick and he doesn't know how to relate to people. And I'm not saying that of Wes Unsell, by all accounts, like yeah, I don't just know don't that he has that. any flies. You just don't know. And that's my point is I hope it doesn't turn out to be, guess who's calling me right now, guys, Brandon Spano, not aware that we have a nugget show every day. Uh, don't, 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 don't worry. He also called me earlier when I was on bets. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it um so anyway i i i gotta think that he has an inside track but we won't know until it happens um on that same line we had another qu question about coaching kill i don't know kill kill leave okay uh all right this is a different question okay we'll go to this one sorry i put those out of order what is the in your opinion the number one thing to focus on for the coaching staff and the gm after last season and number two are there any available co candidates that stick out for a coaching replacement if west leaves so along those same lines what would you look for, superstar Dev? What would you look for in a, a new assistant coach? Should one be brought in? And is there anybody you have in mind? Uh, I guess I would say uh, like player development as far as the young. But mm. I mean, with the G League team now, you're able to get that. It, I think it's really tough when you don't get to practice much, um, and you're also not playing. I don't know how you're supposed to get better. Um, you just kind of have to just learn the game of basketball, like from. I don't, not reps, just just practice itself. Um, candidates, no, I really don't know anyone off the top of my head right now. So the guy I thought of, the only name that I really thought of was Sam Cassell. I'm curious, like, I mean, there's been some players now that have that have former point guards who have obviously had a lot of success coaching, and and I wonder if he's one of those guys. Like he he was a very smart basketball player, smart point guard. You know, um, so I wonder if he would be one. And he's he is known as like a high level assistant coach at the moment. So um, lots of bell, lot, let the belly breathe. Oh, I like that. That photo. Yeah, that was the guy. Um, Miners. What's that? That's Quinn Miners. Oh, Quinn Miners. Yeah, let's let the belly breathe there, big doll. I like it. Um, so that would be the guy. And for me, this might be Eric. Tell me what you think of this. You're losing your defensive coach in what in West Unseld. But personally, I would love an offensive guru. And I know that's Adelman's job, and I know Denver has been good offensively, but I would I just still feel like there's something fresh that could be, you know, the Nuggets could still go up another level offensively with their creativity. And so somebody that's just a little bit outside the box thinker, we might be through, might be a little stale with what they've done. Not that it's not effective, but just you need a fresh, fresh set of eyes on the team. Adam has, an, Adam has the indelible mark of Chris Finch always on, on his brain. You can't ever <laughs> get away from this. Um, I would like to, I mean, you know, you're not wrong. Like it seems like we could do a little bit more. 
Um, there's we have just dynamic scorers on this team, but I also saw our offense. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this. Operate as the number one offense in the history of the NBA for eight <laughs> games when we had all of our players together. So maybe that's maybe we're okay in that department. Hey, like well, let me that. let me say one thing though, because you're right. But this is a regular season league and a postseason league, meaning they're very different. Two years ago, they couldn't score in the Lakers. That's why they lost. This year, they could not score with the Phoenix Suns. That's why they lost. Like I think there's something to that. So yeah, but, as much uh, as I agree with you, hold on, hold on, hold on. I they mean, were missing like, a lot of guys. Look, I'm not. I, yeah. I'm not trying to like put too much content. They were missing their second best. Is it, what is this drive time radio? What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, so what I would like to see happen is I'd like to see them bring. Um, some more international flair. I'd like to see potentially a Serbian coach. I'd like to see yeah. coaches that 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 can make uh, a lot of the players that come here, you know, sort of feel comfortable and can sort of talk to them on their level. Obviously, Faku not Serbian, but um, I don't know. I just like I like the idea that um, different parts of the coaching staff sort of uh, cater to different parts of the what the players need. They need. Uh, Michael Ballone to, to to provide the steel boot, give him the kick and the swift kick uh, from behind when things are not going right. But they also need that comforting voice uh, when you know things are not going well. Maybe they're they're feeling a little bit off. Like, and you know, obviously the the pool of of international coaches is vast and untapped. So um, what that means, I, I I don't I don't know, but I, I would love for. I mean, I'm sure Tim Connolly has great knowledge of. of what that looks like I, that's uh, I, will, I will say and this is you know this is an important thing you know Wes Sunseld is a black coach you have Michael Malone you've got Ogi Stojakovic you've got uh Adelman and you know and then on the other side you've got uh JB and you've got um who, who else is there oh Jordy Fernandez like you bring out another international or an international or white coach, like then you start to have a staff that's five white guys, one black. It was just, I'm it's just good, saying that would. It's, it's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> what if we got an international black coach? I mean, what if we fill it out that way? Well, there you go. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong though, but. Uh, you know, I like it. Congratulations, we did our Serbians. Any black Serbian assistant coach. <laughs> Dev. High level. Like, very. Let's hire Dev. <laughs> oh, we got to hire just Dev, the only black Serbian we know. All right, last question here, Kay. Let's hit our last one. I know we went long in this first segment, but um, it's Eric's fault. <laughs> do you do you see any parallels between Jamal's 2019 playoff run and MPJ's 2021 playoffs? I think that Jamal being targeted by players like Rodney Hood in those playoffs motivated him to become his defense to improve his defense, and I hope we see a similar evolution in BJ. I see some, I see some parallels there. I don't see a lot. Jamal Murray, the biggest thing I, that I think is different there is that Jamal Murray was already established as the second guy in Denver, and then like he proved that he could be that. I think Michael Porter, I, I would have expected him to be more of the second guy through this playoff run. I just don't think he was. At times he was. He was certainly dynamic at times, but I didn't feel like it was a two-man you know, monster. It was Jokic and, he, and MPJ at most games looked like every other player, which is to say a supporting member of Jokic. That's exactly how it happened. That's exactly what unfolded. That's, uh, but the, the, I mean, the question is like, how much can we count on the development of Michael Porter Jr. in all aspects of his game? And I just think you absolutely, I mean, you can't count on anything, but it's not at all unrealistic to think that that would happen. Like, oh my God, look at this. Is this a Harrison win Adam. time? Harrison and Adam. Wearing the same shirt. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Harrison, you showed up just in time. For our first ad break. 
Oh, what timing. <laughs> wow. This this is how we're going to start the week. I show up on the show and just you throw an ad break on me. No, for Adam or Harrison, we started off the week with Adam playing casual Friday music for the Monday mailbag. This week is a this week is already a wash. That's a, the good a tone wash. for the week, I think you could say. It's <laughs> a good tone. This is why you're the GOAT. You're the OG. All right, let's take our first break. On the other side, though, Harrison Wynn is going to be reporting for the first time in a month. He's going to be reporting live from Ball Arena. He was just there virtually. And I can't wait. I, I saw that it was a very intimate interview setting, Harrison. Uh, it was. I hopped on. Not a lot of people on these uh, these Zooms. It was very intimate, which, which I'll explain shortly. I'll explain oh. shortly. Um, first, though, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew this week. You know the can, that Nuggets Skyline Blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. Great for any type of setting. Uh, so make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew. You can get it from the Breck Brew Farmhouse. You can get it from uh, your local liquor store, wherever they sell Breck Brew. Also, go to StravaCraftCoffee.com to get 25% off your order of Strava Craft Coffee, which is packed with CBD. That can help relieve back pain, arthritis, neck pain, IBS, tons of aches and pains, tons of other stuff as well. Uh, you can get it for 25% off with your first purchase with the code DNVR25. If you're a returning StravaCraft coffee customer, you can use the code DNVR20 for 20% off. Get that at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Casual Monday. In effect, Adam leaves his chair and... Has to have his screen taken off, which takes with it the music. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. You got to just let it play out. It's great music, by the way. I love this comment, by the way, from Alex. Dev diagramming an ATO. I had this relationship. <laughs> Every time out. That seems like how Mark Jackson probably started off his, like, drawing up an ATO. I could see Mark Jackson with all, with all, with all due respect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, Adam left and the average handsomeness got even higher. Oh, man, cold world, cruel world, in your, man. In your GD face, Adam. You know what? Alex not finding me attractive. I'm okay with that. Um, the Nuggets <laughs> tonight hosted six guards, or today hosted six guards for a workout. Very exciting stuff. Um, so we're going to do a little bit of prospecting. Let's go Look prospecting. Let's Where's go. Let's go. Where's Deb on this graphic, Eric? Jeez, dude. Uh, well, Deb at that point wasn't participating in the prospect i should update the graph i would leave the show right now if i was you dev i would just leave. i wouldn't Brendan's take that disrespect you guys Brent... all silly in those outfits yeah brendan's in goddamn hawaii he still gets to be on the graphic you know what dev i'm outraged for you at me um so all right we got to get to this because there's a lot here and i want to start with josh christopher so i want to say that start by saying this actually well you can take that off for a second here Kel. they brought in six guards and they do this they bring in when a team decides who to bring in first it's scheduling like that's number one they who how they can get guys to fit the schedule but they bring in guys that they want to have test whoever it is they're bringing in so the reason there were six guards tonight today is be, in my opinion is because they wanted to get a really good look at Josh Christopher and Quentin Grimes and especially putting those guys against each other but also uh Jason Preston who is also a guard who could go in the second round we're going to talk a lot about him they wanted to challenge him, and he struggles with speed. He struggles with craftiness, you know, defensively. And so you bring in some guys who are quick and crafty and can score, really good one-on-one -on -one scoring guards, and you're going to try to challenge them as well. At least that's my opinion of it. So the first guy we could start with here is Josh Christopher. When You can bring it up now, Gil. Um, So from Arizona State, 
the highest rated high school recruit Arizona State brought since James Harden. So it was a big deal that this guy went to Arizona State, and now he's like a late first, early second round projected player. He spent time where he was early on in the season where he was even higher than that. They thought maybe he'd go late lottery or mid-teens. He His stock kind of fell. Only a 15-game season for him. Um, Harrison, do you want to walk us through? I mean, I know you did some scouting on him last night. Just kind of your over your big picture take on some of the pros here. Yeah, so I mean, I think Josh Christopher has a lot of stuff to like if you're just looking for a prototypical NBA two guard. I yeah. mean, he's six foot five, 215 pounds. He's got an NBA body or close to that already. I feel like he's a lot stronger than a lot of other rookies in his class. And he actually kind of talked about um, that today in his uh, post pre-draft workout interview. Um, and like you said, he, he's a former, I think, 11th ranked recruit. So there's a lot to like here. And um, I guess I'm a little confused why he's rated so low. He, he's like a fringe first round guy, it seems. But, you know, he's got the measurables. He's got the natural talent of a guy I think should probably be a first rounder. Like the scoring instincts are there. seems like he's going to have a nice jumper. Um, like the, the, the natural athleticism there is there. So uh, he's got to refine his game a lot, but I think there's a lot to, to like, if you're just looking for, you know, that prototypical NBA guard. Are these highlight clips coming through for you guys? They're, very They're a little choppy. Uh, yeah. A little choppy. I mean, this might not work. Kale. I can't really tell what's going on. Um, so, yeah, you're right. This guy is a scorer. Dev, do you have a scout on this guy? Yeah, so like you guys already said, he, he's a five-star recruit, so like really high rated. And it was actually like pretty big that he ended up going to Arizona State because he had all the blue bloods and uh, big schools after him, but he ended up choosing ASU. Um, his brother is on the team, so that's pretty much yeah. why he chose there, the opportunity to play with his brother. Um, and he was he was also projected to go in the first round, but uh, COVID and injuries, like he only he missed like eleven games this year. Um, that actually like pushed him back a little bit. I was a little bit shocked that he didn't stay for an extra year just because his stock dropped um, due to not playing. Because this is a first round like uh, pick. He is a player that is a really good project, and he's like high end, high reward um, type of player. So I'm just, I'm I'm shocked about that. Um, the pros, I mean, he's six, five and he's big, he's athletic. Um, he's, he's one of those guys that's looking to right, make the right play, even though at times he has those questionable shots. Um, but that's what you get from a gifted athlete. I think a lot of the times, um, he's, he's went from just being so athletic and so much better than people that he didn't work on those other parts of his game, but he's, he's a lockdown defender. And when you have a guy that's this athletic and in a high end guy, that's two way player. Um, that that brings his stock up high as well. So I'm really high on Joshua Christopher. I know that Adam, you you always say that these are the my mode type of guys, but I think <laughs> yeah. is a little bit different. Even though he does have the questionable shots, he doesn't just jack every single time. Um, he's a player that at times he will be a little bit passive if if things aren't going his way, but he also makes the right play. So yeah, ball stopper, but he's he's the player. He is uh, – you kind of mentioned it. He's a really good one-on-one -on -one scorer. I think he, uh, the fear is, is he a gunner, and does he play with a little bit too much – does he have, like, too much star in him? Because I'm not sure he's a star player. I do think that he has more upside than anybody that came in today. Um, it could be wrong on that, but he's just a really good athlete. He's got good measurables. Uh, he's got a good shot. Not a great one. It looks like it could be – like, he could approve there because the shot looks good. 
and he, but he's just a pure scorer. So it's funny. I watching him. There was a little Malik Beasley I saw in his game. Dude, kind of I, I, I thought of Malik Beasley too. That's wild. Yeah. And so him, him a little bit. And then the funny thing is I think hair might be the number one comp. Like when we, you know how like European players always get comp to European players. I think hair is the number, maybe the number two behind skin tone. Number two is going to be the hair. Cause I saw him comp to Nick Young and I'm like, what is it? Oh, it's the hair. Yeah. He's got We're the comping same hair. a lot of guys to Nick Young this year, apparently. <laughs> um, but the one thing I wonder about him and in Harrison, I wanted to ask you this. Did you get a sense talking to him? Cause I, he seems like a very laid back fun guy. And, and this is, I hate this about draft analysis. I really hate, I kind of hate the draft in some ways is if a guy it's like Anthony Edwards, what did everybody say last year? He's not a serious guy. He's too goofy. We get to know him and we're like, I love this dude. He's like, so like refreshing and honest. And I can't believe that him showing his personality was counted against him. But the same things are said about, uh, about Josh Christopher. And I wonder if you got a sense of if this is just noise from people that want these guys to be robots. Yeah, I think there's a comparison to be made between Anthony Edwards' personality and Josh Christopher's, definitely. Josh Christopher was a great interview. Like, clearly the best interview of this morning of the three. Really engaging guy, really enthusiastic. Um, like, one of the things he says that is one of his calling cards is just he brings energy and he's fear- and he's fearless. And, like, I totally believe it. it that really just came off in his interview. And... I I thought this was an interesting thing he said that can kind of give you a little insight into just his preparation and how serious it seems like he takes the game. He said that he flew into Denver last night and to get used to the elevation, he landed and then went on a run to like get used to the elevation Hmm. and and like get his lungs opened up. Um, So I don't know how many guys do that. I doubt everybody does. I doubt a lot of guys do, but um, I, I was impressed with like his interview and just kind of how he came off. Yeah. That's what Andre Iguodala said when he first came is that in order yeah. to get acclimated, you just to go and do a huge run. Maybe it's an Arizona thing. Um, with, with Josh, <laughs> um, I think that what makes him a little bit different than these other prospects is because he's been highly coveted for so long. He's been in the spotlight. He also yeah. is like, He's like close with like star players in the league. He knows like a lot of players that are already in the league. I think he's a player that's comfortable um, because this is like what he's been around. I I don't think that he's going to a a regular college open gym or just a regular open gym. He's being around these NBA players already and has a relationship with them. So I think his confidence is really, really high. um, And that's why it it translates into the way that he plays the way that he does. in the preparation, like when he gets out here, he 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 does professional type things already. Yeah. And he has some high moves. Like his good moves and his highlight mixes and stuff are like really impressive. You look at that stuff and you go like, okay, not everybody can make that one. So the numbers, I think, tell a big story of it. But maybe his upside, you know, there's certain parts of it. Downside, defensive focus. I mean, his one of those guys where, you know, you always have the, the good – um, you know, the pros and the cons videos or whatever. The con video for him, like some of the defensive stuff, you go like, bro, how did that happen, man? Do you just, you know, like, are you not paying any attention whatsoever? And the answer probably yes. So um, there's that aspect to it. I know we I, hate the Nick Young comparison, but I think that it, it fits for him. It kind of does. <laughs> I love the Malik Beasley comparison because um, you could probably say the same thing about Malik as a defender in college. 
Yeah. And even like his first year or two in the league, you could probably say the same thing about Malik's three point shooting. It, it looked like he should have been a better shooter than he was in college and coming into the league. Seems like it's the same thing with Christopher. If he, if he just refines a couple things, he could be a much better three point shooter. And he knows how to score. Yeah. The one yeah. major downside is that he has two first names. It is. He is a double first namer. Yeah. I don't love that. I can't. Uh, Josh Chris. Josh Chris. The Nuggets only have one double unique, and that's Facundo Campazzo. There's no other in the history of NBA (laughs) Facundos or Campazos. That's the only one the Nuggets have. Um, Actually, Zeke Naji. I wonder if Zeke Naji might be a a second one. I don't know if there's been a. Oh, there's probably been a Zeke before, not just a nickname. Um, Go ahead. I was going to say something else about uh, Josh Christopher. I asked him how familiar he is with the Nuggets roster and he's very familiar very very familiar with Denver's roster he's friends with you want to guess who you want to guess what Nuggets Monte player he's Morris. friends with Monte, Monte Morris Mon- he's friends with Monte Morris of course um he said he's got a relationship with Michael Porter Jr. who sent him a box of Pumas what recently uh he called Bull Bull his guy he said him and Bull Bull oh. are like this <laughs> All right, what? Well. Um, <laughs> and he loves watching Nicole Jokic play. So very familiar with the Nuggets roster. There's, I, honest to God, we're the easiest freaking people on earth. This way, everybody needs to come to Denver for the media because all you have to say is, I like watching Jokic play. And we're like, dude, they should draft yeah. this guy. <laughs> really? He's a scholar of the game. <laughs> He's a scholar of the game. It's so true, man. <laughs> so true. All right. Those are all great notes. Let's move on. Um, unless anybody has anything else on him, uh, we can go ahead and move on to Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes, same, it's very similar boat to to Josh Christopher in that mock drafts have those two guys very, very similar in terms of where they're going to go. Most people, by the way, after 26. So for neither of these guys, they're usually like 28 to 33, both of them. So um, I think they'll both be available. Quentin Grimes, it's funny, the comp I had, and actually I wasn't the only one. I think Hoopinelec has this uh, as well. Another former Denver Nuggets shooting guard in Gary Harris. Physically, hmm. they're almost identical. Same height, weight, and wingspans. So very similar builds. You know, a little bit. Gary Harris built more like a football player. I think Quentin Grimes, pretty thick-bodied guy for for his height. Um, But he is more of a true 3 and D player. Very good defensive player, especially on ball. And a good spot-up shooter. And and actually really shooter of a lot of all different types. Um, But much less dynamic, much less athletic than a Josh Christopher. Um, let me go to Dev first here. Dev, what, what do you have a scout on Grimes? Yeah, I'll say he's for sure a shooter. Um, yeah, he shot about 40 percent from um, from beyond the arc this year, and that's not on small attempts. This guy took about 8.2 attempts a game, yeah. which you just don't see a lot of, uh, especially for him not to be named only a shooter. Right. Uh, that's something that's a little bit new for me. Um, super strong guy that I think is going to be a career role player, like at the next level. He, he's going to be a slasher at times if he can get that uh, the, the athleticism up a, a bit. Um, just because guys do um, are going to close out him a lot just because he's shooting so many uh, threes. Um, he's a bit older. Um, he, he's 21, which which falls in lines with all of the other guys that you guys are doing. I think DMVR. Um, what's to find an uh, old guy since D-line won't uh, <laughs> do that. Um, I like, all, not, I, I like guys good, that are like me. He's not a great finisher inside, uh, not that explosive. But he also, what, what he does really well is uh, like lines of attack, he stops that. He's not just allowing guys to just run straight by him, um, which can keep him on the floor, especially in Denver. Um, we know Malone wants to find a guy that could try to stop some type of 
um, guards just running by, and I think that he answers that. I'm not huge on Grimes, but I do think that he brings things that the Nuggets do need. Dude, we got to get yeah. the, Quentin Grimes is the greatest name in the draft. Quentin it is a Grimes? good name. Are you it is a good me? one. Yeah. We need a draft. I before I even saw an image, I was like, "That's my guy. I'm a Quentin Grimes guy." <laughs> yeah, it seems like more of a football name to me, though. Doesn't, like, wasn't there an yeah. NFL player named Quentin Grimes? Or is that Quentin just me? Jammer? <laughs> Quentin Jammer. Uh, yeah. Quentin Jammer is a really good defensive uh, back name for sure. Yeah. It's the best um, defensive back name. Grimes also, he started at Kansas, right? Like in, Correct. In, yeah. um, didn't translate there just because like once the jump shot is not falling, there's not many other things to his game, especially early on. I think that's when he started to pick up the defense. But there were times that he would go missing when he's not making shots. So um, it's he actually like, re, like, re, like he changed the way that he plays. <laughs> the Quentin, yeah. Quentin Grimes Grizzlies. The Quentin Grimes Grizzlies. That's, that's incredible. What, he, that's what they were saying, right? They were they were they were calling them. This the guy Quentin looks Grimes. exactly yeah. like Gary Harris. You're not lying. Like he looks his, physically. He looks, yeah, yeah. He's, yes. Yeah. Um. I think he's yeah. his shot. I don't know. I I like him. Uh. Quite a bit. You were talking about him. He was, I think, even a higher high school prospect than Josh Christopher was. Like he was a really. His stock was super high. He goes to Kansas, has a very disappointing uh, freshman season, transfers to Houston, and has slowly been regaining his value. And by the way, this was true of Christopher, but it was especially true of Grimes at the Combine. Great at the Combine. Maybe the biggest standout of the Combine. And so his draft profile has really risen in large part because some of the things, especially shooting and pass, shooting consistency and passing, um, he just looked great at the Combine for whatever that's worth. So he's climbing. Harrison, what's your scout? And, and tell us a little bit about your interview with him today. The thing that stood out for me on his tape was his defense. Um, six foot five has like a six foot eight wingspan. He just seems like a really smart defender. It seems like he's going to be a really good defender from day one. He's got quick feet, just knows where to be really good at anticipating guys that he's guarding. Um, really just sound on that end of the floor. So I, I think he's going to potentially sneak into the first round because he's going to probably be able to defend uh, at the NBA level. His interview, um, he, he spoke a lot about his defense, that he's got the ability to guard one through three and then four if he needs to. He said he feels like he fit in great on the Nuggets. He can space the floor around Joker and Jamal Murray, he said. And I, I did find this was interesting. He said he watches a lot of Jamal Murray and Bradley Beal film. Uh, he said he kind of has a similar body to those guys. He's obviously bigger than Jamal, um, but he says that he's been, you know, watching a lot of both of those guys and kind of trying to pick up stuff from both of their games. It's funny. I, I don't really see, I, I almost see more Bradley Beal a little bit there, but I just, that's not the mold of player I would want him to aspire to be. Cause I think that, you know, Jamal Murray's a pretty good playmaker. And I think that Quentin Grimes, to me, that's one of his weaknesses is he doesn't really – he has a really bad handle. And even his just passing, like, I, I think that he can grow to be a secondary playmaker, but he would have to grow to that. I think right now he's probably yeah. more like a Gary Harris playmaker, which is to say he's going to make basic reads, but he's not going to really create for you. He's just a guy you're not going to avoid. I could see him playing something like a Jay Crowder role at on like a really good team like kind of around a couple other stars like jay crowder's doing in phoenix i, I think he could fill that type of role for a good team now I like his wrist action when he, when, he sh when he shoots he's got that like snap that, like, his shot is extremely repeatable yeah. like, like he, he also jumps really high on his jump uh, really high 
Um, he's got a weird dip to it, but it's like every shot looks the exact same. And he was good, by the way, off of like deep three-pointers, catch and shoot, off-screen, handoffs. So it wasn't just anything. And now here's the crazy thing about him, like the X-factor skill for him. He's an elite, or at least he was this last season, an elite rebounder for the for a guard position. I think he averaged almost six rebounds a game, and which is a ton for a shooting guard. And he averaged almost two offensive rebounds per game, which, again, is another one of those skills that, like Torrey Craig or even Michael Porter, you put elite rebounding next to Jokic, it just seems to take that offense to a whole other level because of how much the Jokic offense stretches teams out. So mm-hmm. I he's my favorite one today. You know, I like we're going to talk about Preston on the other side, who's my favorite in terms of like just pure like what I like. But but factoring in what I think will be the best player, Grimes to me is probably and I'm not going to say probably he's definitely my favorite player that we have covered so far. I'm not saying that he's a lock or I love him or this or that. To me, he seems like he has the highest floor. He doesn't have the ceiling of a Josh Christopher, probably, but he does to me look like a guy that I think plays for the Nuggets and would have a, you know, would at least play his his rookie scale contract for the Nuggets and be a contributor, which at this stage is kind of what you're looking for. Um, and I also, by the way, one of the more ready, you 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 Google like you know most NBA ready players who's going to make an impact as a rookie. He's always on the top of that list or near the top of that list of a guy that would probably walk in and be capable of contributing in some capacity right away. He seemed like the most Nuggets guy in terms of his interview today. Just yeah. really like mature, straight to the point, um, super business like. I would say. Yeah, I like this guy. I, I'm 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 with you. This is the the favorite that we have seen of mine so far. Yeah, and he might and some of this playmaking stuff. Like when he came out of high school, that's he was a playmaker. So it's kind of funny that that's now one of his weaknesses is that he doesn't have a great handle and he doesn't pass well because. At least as a high school prospect, that's what they thought he was going to grow into be was this kind of, you know, high level this this or that. Um, sounds like a really good dude. Um, you know, I think character wise, he's supposed to be a you know like really fit the Nuggets culture. Do you have any other notes from talking to him today, Harrison? A uh, very fast talker. Very fast talker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I, just to take everybody behind the curtain on these on these pre-draft interviews, or today was the first pre-draft workout that the Nuggets did with interviews. I, I don't know if they've brought in guys. I assume they've brought in guys casually uh, prior to today, but this was like the first one that they did publicly with uh, media and whatnot. And there were uh, three media members on the post uh, pre-draft workout call. Yeah, three of us. So you, it was, Ryan, uh, and Singer. Yeah, so uh, we tried to fire off as many questions as we could. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'd be so curious to hear, and maybe we will eventually hear about these workouts, because I'm sure that Grimes and Christopher were pitted against each other, Grimes being less sure. of an offensive one-on-one guy but more of a defender, um, and I'm just so curious how those guys did against each other. Maybe we'll find that out shortly. Um, all right, let's hit the last break on the other side, guys. My favorite prospect that the Nuggets are probably not going to take, but a really fun one. You guys know I've, I've wanted Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball. We might have a Lonzo-LaMelo hybrid if you squished him down to be six foot four. We might have that. It, Jason Preston, I'm telling you guys, my, my hype. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the hype meter up to 11 in this final segment. Oh, God. I, I got to go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, guys, we're now uh, sponsored by Ball across the entire DMVR network. Really excited about this partnership. Uh, Ball is in the new Ball Arena. 
where the Denver Nuggets play. Where Not the mixture Quinn... of Lamelo and Lonzo, to be correct. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, but <laughs> okay, cool. maybe, maybe. Uh, the arena where Quentin Grimes might play next year, maybe. Uh, also, as in the aerospace technology company, uh, also as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. That's how I knew of Ball. That's kind of what I j- just assumed they did. But they've also been a leader in global sustainability efforts for decades. In 2018 and 2019, Ball Aerospace developed image surveillance systems to observe natural resources from space and methane, ozone, even land and water use. So they're a really innovative uh, environmental company that's, like I said, leading global sustainability efforts throughout the world for decades. If you want to work for Ball right here in Golden, uh, you can check them out at hashtag work at ball online to apply for a position at their aluminum can plant text golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or simply text golden to 77222 there are a lot more than just the aluminum can company that makes those 8 12 and 16 ounce cans Uh, they're a company that's leading global sustainability efforts across the globe right now at manscaped guys right now you can get this awesome deal exclusive for dnvr members you can get 20 percent off plus free shipping when you use the code dnvr at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping when you use the code dnvr at manscaped.com make sure to pick up the lawnmower 4.0 for the summer Eric, well, this one was for you man that's That's a great alex is on fire bull bull could stand to work at ball (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great uh guys Very make sure good. to pick up the lawnmower 4.0 this summer the 4000k led spotlight the wireless charging the different blade length sizes one through four the travel bag 39 dollar value with that you get that with the perfect package 4.0 make sure to use code dmvr at manscaped.com for 20 percent off plus free shipping that's code dmvr at manscaped.com for 20 percent off Plus free shipping, an absolutely essential item for this summer. And also at Green Mountain Dental Group right now, DNVR listeners can get a free sonic air toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. A lot of us at DNVR, we go to Green Mountain Dental Group to get all our dental work done, get our teeth clean, get cavities filled. Some of us have gotten our wisdom teeth out there. They're great people. They're great at what they do. Get a free sonic air toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today. What do you think of the reggae, Eric? Are you is this? Are you on this I'm one? Fine, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this. This is this is like a very generic sort of like ska reggae, whatever. Like this could be on at any like generic frat party in the world. Uh, <laughs> frat party? They freak frat party? They're listening yeah. to these oh, rhythms. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Have you ever been to a frat party, Eric? Is this just? You ever been to one? Um, Dev, at- you've been to a frat party where they were they just blasting some reggae. Absolutely not at the frat party that I was with. Maybe from the school, though. Maybe CSU frat parties were very different. Yeah, Adam, it goes to the uh, the the party central. Where did you go? Some some Colorado Colorado College, baby. I actually (laughs) first off sounds like a made up place. Yeah, I could see them playing reggae at a Colorado College frat party. To be quite honest, yeah, Um, yeah. But the but the intro music the, the casual friday music is again that's the official soundtrack of brendan votes shirts 
<laughs> All right, final segment here, guys, and we're going to go into Jason Preston. Preston, man. He's Preston. Did you catch oh that reference? God. Nobody? No. <laughs> He's nah. Preston. I mean, he wears shirts sometimes. Nobody? <laughs> Anybody? Nobody? So I actually I, I mean, I get a Preston. Li- is that from um uh 40-year-old version? Not 40-year-old version. No. Uh, it uh, is the, the yeah, it's the it's the one after it. Uh no, no, where there was an not. earthquake. You're, you're off you're off the you're off the you went, They all got pink far. eye? No, no, no. Preston, what? Preston. It's can't hardly wait. Oh and it's like yes, uh yes, 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 yes. it's really weird because it was um it actually is Jason Siegel, but he's like an extra basically, and he's in that scene just like saying were Preston, they playing, Preston. Weren't they playing like generic reggae in that movie? Yes, they were. They Mark it down, Eric. Eric, another point for Eric. Another point. Not a frat party. Um, all right, so Jason <laughs> Preston. Um, so this guy who wants to tell the backstory who who has the full backstory of this guy because he has a fantastic story about how he arrived at where he's at right now you have it harrison or dev anybody guys you want me to take this one so again? so so jason um went to high school in orlando florida he averaged two points per game i believe over his first two years of high school he's so, putting up dev numbers crazy <laughs> no he's putting up my my kind of numbers he's putting up my kind of numbers um and he was only like six feet 140 pounds uh then he ended up applying to university of central florida as a regular student he was playing to major in journalism apparently and then he kind of went on the aau circuit uh chose to play prep basketball by, by the, the way when you say journalism academy in tennessee he actually wrote blog posts about the Detroit Pistons. He's a Detroit Pistons fan somehow. So, like, he's like, honestly, one of us. Yeah, <laughs> one, one of us. He's got Harrison's stat line. He does. He's pretty <laughs> much me. It's like Harrison grew four inches his senior year, right after his senior year. And all of a sudden, yeah. Here oh, my is. God. Can we scout a Harrison as our next possible? Uh, <laughs> Those tapes have been deleted from the internet, actually. <laughs> Um, But yeah, so he went to a prep academy and then he grew four inches, Um, ended up averaging like 12 points, nine assists and seven rebounds per game. Started out playing for the B team at this prep school of elevated to the A team. And um, he eventually started posting his highlights to Twitter to start generating some interest from colleges. And it worked. He got offers from Ohio and Longwood eventually committed to play for Ohio and kind of blew up at the tournament uh, this year when he had a couple nice tournament games. So a heck of a story, a true underdog story, which definitely fits with the Nuggets roster. Yeah. Um, So really cool underdog story. We'll bring up some here. Here's what I like about him. This dude is the Nikola Jokic of this draft. What do I mean? Not that he could be the MVP. He doesn't have the upside. I mean, he's six foot four. But he is a guy that is simultaneously – hyper-fundamental, and hyper-unique. I mean, look at some of these shots that he hits are Jokic-esque where you're just like, what was that? Um, But he has an elite, and I really mean this, elite feel for the game as a playmaker and passer. One of the – probably the single best, like, pure passer in this draft, and it's it's all sort of unconventional stuff. Like, he throws one-handed passes behind the back, over the head, sideways, no – tons of no looks. I mean, he's – throwing more no looks than any other college player you're going to really see because it's just he's such a crafty pick and roll player no burst no athleticism really no physical gifts outside of the fact that he happens to be 6'4 although he too looks like he's 12 years old I mean he has a very like 
baby face and, and boyish body, you know, too. Like he just looks, he doesn't look like an NBA player. Yeah, physically. Form corner is bad. No, boy, form boy form corner. I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with boyish body. Just a little. <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys, this guy, I could watch. It's like Jokic highlights when you watch this guy play. I mean, right now his highlights that we're seeing are all scoring ones, which are a little uninteresting, but as a passer, the guy is just so hyper creative um, in, in how wow. he gets the ball where it's supposed to go. And um, I just I just love the idea of him and Jokic playing together. It's funny because, again, this comes back to hair, but he really reminds me of LaMelo. Um, sure. if, LaMelo's six foot seven and super long, pretty athletic, so you're missing out on a big part of what makes LaMelo great. But just in terms of, like, being unconventional but always in complete control and having this insane touch passes that sometimes – like you don't you don't even see him coming he he just checks all those boxes you know he looks like to me he looks like a combo of lamelo ball obviously and michael carter williams kind of yeah i could see it mm. yeah i could see it MCW, yeah for sure i think he might be a winner too like they you know they won no. in the tournament they went to ohio it's not like it's a powerhouse school it's a tiny school and he just like he kept winning and getting big wins in their in their profile um Look at him so, taking it to the Chanticleers of Coastal Coastal Carolina. Well, they didn't know it would hit him. Ohio versus Utah, a real basketball battle here. Of, uh, um, Dev, you have any takes on this guy as you're watching him here? Yeah, I mean, I think that he's a, he's a good watch. He's someone that you can root for. I don't think that he will play, like, NBA basketball. Like, I think that he'll, he'll have to play overseas, um, and he'll do, like, good over there, maybe give it a G League run or two. I just don't think that uh, at that position he's going to be able to translate at the next level just because he's not explosive. Um, jumper's not really like that well. He he does have the a Jumper's really pretty good. Shooter. He was a 40% three-point shooter for two years, and a lot of this is because he has a great feel for the game, so he knows when his shots are supposed to arrive. I mean, he's not like creating yeah. dynamic threes, but he is good at one three-point shot that's very he's very good at, pick-and-roll threes, because he just seems to know when, like, okay, the defense is cheating, i got to punish him, and he's good at those. Yeah, I think it's the, the the speed. I think it's the, yeah. the the speed, the change of pace. I think that once he has an NBA defender in front of him, it's going to be really hard for him to get his shots off. Um, I'm I'm not as high on him, but I do root for him. I do think that he's going to make money at the next level. Mm-hmm. So this is why I say he's the Jokic of prospects. Because if you say like, okay, pick and roll playmaking, well, he's better than almost everybody outside of Cade Cunningham. He might be better or as good as everybody. Um, shooting 40% three point shooter. He's got an insane floater. Like he's really got a great floater and off balance finishing. So he's got all the skills offensively. Why won't he make it purely athleticism and body. And that's, I'm not trying to discount that, but it is the exact same thing that was said about Jokic. And that's why right. he's so intriguing to me as it worked for him at this level, even though it wasn't supposed to work him at the high school level. Then he gets to the college. It's like, well, it won't work there wins in the tournament. So it hasn't caught up to him quite yet. But NBA but is dif- a different animal. Yeah, and the difference being that Jokic is a center and he's a point guard. Right, and right. you can't really have a slow, lucky point guard with no athleticism. Unless it is your center, who is Nikola Jokic? Unless it's Luka Doncic. Unless it's, well, but well, you, Luka is like sneaky. He's, he's enormous. He's enormous <laughs> I, and he's like elusive. It's like he but I think, around everybody. I, I think Preston has some of the, the athleticism that Luka Doncic does in terms of just knowing when to pick his spots, knowing how to change speeds, knowing how to keep the defense off balance, just being super crafty and super high Q. That's what, Part of what makes Luca be be able to be this superstar, despite not being a good athlete, Preston has some of that too. 
so, the thing that you're getting at here that I think is extremely accurate is that they both know like there's no wasted movements. Crafty. So even though he's not well, it's not even just crafty. It's like he just he's never playing with the basketball, or playing with his footwork. It's just like he's really good at oh, you're a little bit off balance here, it beats you. He's really good at um, keeping guys on his hip. Like he'll get us a little bit of space, and he's really good at just keeping the ball away from him. I mean, a lot of the moves you see him do are Luca esque in that. They're so slow, and you're just like, how is nobody taking it from him? But just because he's always in yeah. control, waiting for you to overplay, and then he gets – I mean, look at these finishes, you know? Like, so he's walking so, through the rim and getting wide-open layups, even though so guys are guy, tracking. So this guy is now comp to Nikola Jokic. And- <laughs> let's, let's get this guy. What are we waiting on? And LaMelo Ball. <laughs> and LaMelo Ball. And Michael Carter-Williams. Not forget. See, but that's, I think that's the biggest thing for me, and also the question that I have, like, with all of the positives that he has – which one of them is the need for the Nuggets? Like that that's my whole issue with them. Well, there's no need. And he's clearly a guy that would be with the Grand Rapids Gold this first year. Like, I mean, just I would as much as I would love to see him run pick and roll with Jokic, um, he's probably a, a two-way contract guy, second round pick, two-way contract guy. And then it's like, okay, let's see what he does. And maybe he becomes a Monte Morris or Faku replacement in a year or two, and a guy that you just have on a cheap deal that that but I just love his game. I mean, honestly, this is what it comes down to. And I think it's funny thinking about Tim Conley and what he likes to go for. Like, this seems to me like a Tim Conley pick where he's – how many times have we heard this? Great player, great prospect, but one tragic flaw. And this is him. And so I just feel like Tim Conley will be like, hey, I'll, I'll go for it. I mean, Marcus Howard is five foot four, and he's like, well, <laughs> let's try it out. Second round. Yeah, usually the tragic flaw that Tim Conley goes for is that he is, the player has been physically injured. Monte Morris, out. though, too small. Uh, Marcus Howard, too small. Well, like, I mean, if you're saying that the, if you're saying that this is our second round pick, like uh, it is. I this could... is not 26. I mean, he's not going 26. Okay. Yeah. And I know uh, some people asking, well, Denver doesn't have a second round pick. It's easy to get one. Very easy to get a second round. Bull pick. Bull was acquired via cash. Yeah, might just be yeah. cash. Well, I always remember like when the Nuggets drafted Nicole Jokic and when Tim Connolly's talked about it, he says, yeah, like we were so lucky. We would have taken him in the first round if we knew he was going to be this guy, of course. But something he always comes back to when talking about Jokic is that he was just one of the more unique players in the draft. And that unique factor is something the Nuggets have gone for with a lot of guys in the past. And Jason Preston is absolutely unique. He's very, very unique, uh, like we've talked about. And he's that got three, three, he just took, by the way. Too. That three, by the way, I don't know if you just saw it where the defense went under and he pulls up. Those are the ones I'm talking about where, like right here. He's just, yeah, it's just very good at that, the recognition of, okay, this is where my shots have to come from, and he's very confident in taking those ones. Yeah. If you're not a plus athlete, like it doesn't seem like Jason Preston is, you've got to have a sky-high basketball IQ, an elite basketball IQ to stick in the NBA, and he's got that. So I think he's got a chance. I love him. He's my last year was Paul Reed. I think three years ago was Jared Vanderbilt. Jason Preston is getting an early stamp of approval. This is my guy. I want to see him on the Grand Rapids gold. I want to see what one year with Felipe does. Cause let's be honest, man. That's the one thing you go to like a Duke or a Kentucky or whatever, like you're going to get the close enough to professional trainers where they're going to try to add, you go to Ohio and I'm not sure he was working with a nutritionist and a bodybuilder and all this or that. I want to see – he looks like he has a lot of work to do to become an NBA – he's never going to be like an average NBA athlete, but can he get stronger and qu- just a little bit quicker? That'll matter a lot for him. But basketball I mean, IQ and passing, that's my thing. Yeah, I'm on man, baby. If you wanted to, you could you could see a little Andre Miller in his game. 
Mm. All right, I'll take it just because I like Andre Miller. I'll take it. Um, some people I saw in the comments asking about his defense. That's horrible. He really like the idea of him trying to guard Trey Young. Or, oh, look at that play, baby. Uh, if the, the idea of him trying to guard a Trey Young or like a De'Aaron Fox is like very frightening. So there is, you know, there's some concern there. But I think he projects to be a backup point guard, not a starting point guard. And yeah. hey, man, I, I would love to watch him and Jokic go against bench units, just murdering, scoring every single time down the court. My God. Perfect. This is Lonzo Light. I've always wanted Lonzo Ball. This is Lonzo Light. You might be able to get him for a two-way. Oh yes, God. please. If we can get this guy, it'll stop you from ever talking about Lonzo Ball coming to the Nuggets. I am all in on this. Dev, you really don't like this guy? Yeah, I just don't see it translating for the Nuggets. I just don't think he would ever see the court, like ever. He's um, so slow. Just because, yeah, it's, it's, it's the speed. Um, and also, I just don't. Those moves used to work for me, like in fifth grade. <laughs> and I try those moves at the gym. There's, there's no chance. I'm just not fast enough. Uh, I'll tell you right. I'll tell you right now. It's not like his moves. You mentioned his moves. I'm telling you, it's not moves. It's his way he runs pick and roll. He's he really is a pick and roll genius. Like he just has a great feel for it. So, um, yeah. I, I'm intrigued. I don't love that he also sounds like a guy like went to elementary school with in Fort Collins, Preston. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> is Preston man Preston anyway these are these are the we, we should talk I guess very very quickly about the other three guys that were brought in um real quick you know, on Jason Preston his his interview uh, two things that stood out he said that he thinks he's going to really benefit from the spacing at the NBA level and that he thinks this might have been a, a a call out to other teams this might have been a call out to Dev he thinks teams are sleeping on his athleticism. Oh, Dev, you've been called out. <laughs> yeah, whenever there's an NBA guy that says that people are asleep on him, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't know. Dude, Dev yeah. stays sleeping. Yeah. The, the other thing that uh, Preston said, he said he loves watching Nikola Jokic, loves how he makes the oh, right reads. Him. He loves how right no now. one ever speeds Nikola Jokic up when he plays at his own pace. Well, there it is. There it is. Like he's like, I like that he's slow too, and he's good. Yeah, so that- exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, that's my guy. Uh, Matt Coleman went to Texas, 6'2", 180 pound, classic four year like point guard for a, for a school where started for four years, very you know, quick, smart, played in that full court pressing system, um, but probably undersized. I imagine he was brought in in large part to sort of challenge um, Preston and, and, you know, maybe look for a G league spot. You had Jordan Goodwin, who's a drew holiday type six foot three, 200 pounds played for St. Louis, I believe also four years or three years. I can't remember with him, but he was, um, let me see, does have it on here? Yeah. He was a junior. So he played three. No, he was a senior. He played four years, four year starter. And he was elite defender. One of the best defenders you will find in this draft, but he, you know, some of the physical tools and, and some of the offense and stuff that won't translate. And then lastly, you have Ohio State, Dwayne Washington, um, another player, three-year, three-year starter. Interesting note about him, from Grand Rapids. Hmm. <laughs> Very at home. Is there any chance we could get Jason Preston, Nikola Jokic, and Kyle Anderson on the same team and Yo. have have the first fast break talking. to ever be called for an eight-second violation? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's who I – if I could comp him, I would say he's Preston. He's a 6'4 LaMelo ball mixed with a 6'4 Kyle Anderson. So Let's go, dude. <laughs> it I'm really so is in. that style. <laughs> um, all right, we'll get out of here. We kept you guys a little bit long today, um, but it was it was an important one. The Nuggets brought in some so guys. Important. 
Superstar Dev, Christopher Grimes Preston for you. Is that the order? Absolutely. And I'm going to be really high on Christopher after seeing the other two. <laughs> Harrison, just what's watch, your order? Just watch Christopher's interview. You'll be even higher on him. Um, I'll go. I'll go Grimes, Christopher Preston. But I really like Preston. But if I'm like betting on which two of those three will be NBA players, I'll say Grimes and Christopher. But I really like Preston too. I, I'd take a shot on him. Yeah. What they, do you think, they, Eric? Uh, you know, I, I told you I'm a Quentin Grimes man. I just need to be able to. Sp- cheer for Quentin Grimes. That's what I need in my life. I also liked how he played basketball. That was another benefit to Quentin Grimes. Um, I, I think I'm probably in that same order. Grimes and um, yep, that's it. And in, in fact, of all everybody we've seen, I, I like Quentin Grimes the best uh, of everyone we've looked at to this point. I like him too and I'm hopeful that Mike Malone would actually uh, play him like as a, yeah. as a rookie. Um I don't know if that's the case. I think Michael Malone might like get an ulcer if they brought in Christopher. Um, certainly, I mean, the thing about Preston is he's a second rounder, so Malone can delay that ulcer and like, you know, whatever. But if you brought in a, a Josh Christopher, I do wonder if he's a Malone guy just because of how distracted he seems as a defender in college. Yeah, Josh Christopher doesn't seem like a Denver Nuggets pick. The other two guys I could definitely see. Um, hey, Nick Young, though. Tim Conley did bring in the he literal Nick him. Young. <laughs> he brought him oh, in. On a 10-day. On a 10-day. <laughs> on a 10-day. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for uh, this Mailbag Monday. We're going to be back again tomorrow. And, by the way, things are picking up. Two and a half weeks to the draft, so we got more prospects to cover tomorrow. And I'm sure more guys coming into town as well uh, for workouts. So we'll have all that covered. Hit the like button on the way out. We'll see you. If you're looking to go back to school, maybe finish up your undergrad degree, or maybe you've already gotten your undergrad, you're looking to go back to school and get another degree, MSU Denver Online is really the best option that you could ask for. Super affordable, and they give you a great education. A lot of the teachers at MSU Denver Online actually work in the field that they're teaching, so it's a great networking opportunity as well. And like I said, it's really affordable. MSU Denver Online is also offering free application fees so you can use dnvr sports to waive your application fee at msu denver online if you're signing up for maybe classes in the upcoming fall semester so no matter what type of student you are no matter what type of schedule you're working check out msu denver online today you can view their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online